Alright, episode 129 of That Metal Podcast, I'm Wolfman Dave. I'm Manny Kilmister. Alright, how you doing man? Pretty good, how you doing brother? Doing alright, doing nice. alright. We have uh, quite a show here. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite drummers, drummers that uh, make us want to air drum and look like a fool, right? Yeah, this is like one of the, well I mean where do you did the... The bass one, the guitar one, yeah. and it's yeah. It's time for the drumming. Bass drum. Bass drum. Uh, I know I want to do um, favorite vocalists. Okay. And actually changing it up so it's gonna be favorite Cookie Monster vocals, and favorite just clean singers. Cool. So it's gonna be a little bit of all right, a little bit of variety there. Nice. We'll have the whole band. Fuck yeah. <laughs> cool. So. One of uh, one of the things we wanted to do before we started the show is uh, give a, a, a what's up and a nod to a fellow El Pasoan and metal brother, um, Mr. Julio Serranos. Yeah. So he uh, recently passed away, and I know mm-hmm. you're saying that Broken Hope, uh, or he had got into a scuffle, I believe. Uh, they they actually acknowledged. Right. That show was here. The Rock I think House? it was 2013 at the Rock House. No, no it was a. Uh, it was downtown. Orale. Okay. Tricky Falls. Tricky Falls. Okay. So yeah, something happened. He got cut, dude, with yeah. a box cutter. That's right. He got cut, and then uh, I remember they sent him a, a like a like a care package. Yeah, like a cool care package. Yeah. Pretty sure T-shirts and probably like CDs or something. Right. Uh, and so yeah, so. We wanted to say what's up and, you know, give a moment of silence and for and, sure and rest in peace. So rest in peace, Julio. I think that was cool also that um, that Broken Hope even, you know, they went and they went ahead and talked about it. Yeah, they, dude, it was they, a very lengthy uh, post that they, you they know, did. Huh? Yeah. And it's cool, and it's like one of the things when you have people who are real uh, metalheads, yeah. like hardcore metalheads who who are all about it. So, um, you know, it sucks that I don't know. I don't know initially what happened, but I mean, he's no longer suffering, dude. I know he was in the hospital for a while. Yeah. But I have very good memories of uh, of Julio, and like he got to see a lot of bands that I could I could only have dreamed of seeing live. Yeah. Uh, he collected a lot of vinyl, a lot of CDs. Like his thing was collecting a uh, like physical format uh, music, and he, I mean, I guess he did stream. He collected a lot of T-shirts. Uh, but like I told their kids, your dad was like a really cool metalhead. He was uh, he was well known here locally. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna miss that guy. Yeah, and I think that's also important is like to, I guess. Make the best of your time. Hang out with your homies whenever you can. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So but, uh, let's get to it, David. Yeah. So recently, <clears throat> we actually. Um, so I, w- I wanted to talk about something really quick too before we started the podcast. Like the podcast officially. Right. So I was actually going to leave to to Phoenix. I was actually supposed to be there already, uh, probably today, uh, to sign paperwork and be a teacher and. Uh, I, th- there's a school that offered me a position for sixth grade social studies and I initially took it Yeah, and they wrote up the paperwork 
they emailed me and it was not it was kind of like a lie about the pay and then that wasn't really what the deal breaker was and put that school district on blast yeah no i'm not gonna all right (laughs) but the deal breaker for me was the way they pay yeah and it was every other friday okay I've never seen a fucking school in my whole life in any school district ever pay every other Friday. Really? Is that how it works? You get paid weekly? No, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to get paid once a month. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. This is fucking weird and stupid and bizarre, and I've never seen that shit. And for me, it was a deal breaker because, for one, they lied about the pay. They were saying it was 52, but it was actually 51, but really it was 45. With up to 6000 in stipends that I could possibly earn. Yeah. Then every other week I'm supposed to get 1700 Okay. So let's imagine every other Friday, 1700 But you get state and local tax, state and federal taxes. That brings it down to 1400 From 1400 you still have 401k, which I was going to put like 100 120 maybe just to start off with. Then you still have uh, insurance and other things to come out of it. Yeah. Okay. To me, it's too erratic, and didn't make any sense in terms of my rent's going to be twelve hundred or fourteen hundred. Oh well, well, that's just right. everything's so expensive in terms of cost. Oh, you're not in California, and I'm not in New York. Yeah, I know. We're talking about Phoenix, and it to me it's expensive. Mm-hmm. So if it's going to be too fucking erratic. And I would rather have just one fucking lump chingazo in terms right. of my fucking pay so that I could just pay everything I need to and have the rest left over. And that'll be that. Okay. You know, I would rather just that be the case. Then I could do that. I'd be all right. But that was a deal breaker. So Phoenix, I was going to be living there. I was going to be with you guys. Yeah. You guys were going to probably fucking hunt me down and, you know, talk shit and it's Okay. But just know that we'll, you know, we visit often and you guys are awesome, though. I love Phoenix. Phoenix. has a lot of uh, actual, like, metal stations, dude. Yeah. That was oh, really? Bunch. Yeah. Now that I didn't know. Yeah, they got... That's fucking cool. They got more than two. Well, we have one classic station and, like, yeah. uh, like a rock station, but yeah. it's not the type of metal we, we like. No, I I, I, our station is just, uh, think, Enter Sandman, Five Finger Death Punch. Smells like Teen Spirit. It smells like Teen Spirit. Californication. At under like, the bridge, twenty four seven. Oh, dude! Yeah, you know what? I could, <laughs> I if I think about it really hard, I could probably yeah. name like. The, we have to do a top ten of most played songs on our local oh, rock a- station, because, <laughs> dude, I, I mean, we just named like five right off the bat. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. and I swear it was probably within the last few days, that right? Been, especially in September. <laughs> They love I mean, Californication. Last I checked, Metallica has like over a hundred other songs. I think for sure. So. That's why you guys Good gotta listen too. to that metal podcast where we talk about actual metal bands and not the shit they play in our radio station. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's got its purpose. You know, you're chilling at home. It's just background shit. Yeah. But or like if you're driving, I only, you're, I only listen to the radio, and it's gonna be a thing of oh, the dude, past pretty soon. It already is, man. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But I mean, if you're barely learning, I guess like there's if just too many commercials, dude. Fuck. Yes. You know, I fucking hate commercials, man. Yeah. But um. What well, wasn't commercial, guys? Oh, my sister's here too, by the way. She's in the background, but she's yeah. just a fly on the wall. She's an observer today. Um, my birthday weekend on the first, October first, uh, 
There was nothing commercial about that shit. No, that nothing. Was, that was all fucking 80s retro. Yeah. Yeah. Got some of the homies came in. Adrian. Jesus. Here. They came in dressed. Yeah. Dressed to impress. You too, For man. sure. My girl, she was all fucking... Shattered, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shattered denim vest, yeah. <laughs> Dude, everyone, everyone. I think we all had a great time. Yeah, there was a lot of party. Uh, there was a lot of German beer. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Ender. Um, I don't know how to say it. Paul Ender. I don't know how to say it, but it was good beer. It was good beer. Yeah, yeah. my friend Adrian got me um the not the mug. What is it? The the Stein. The Stein with a pint or. Whoa. I got a. Uh, I got good. David. I got pretty shit faced. I think it was the, the cinnamon whiskey. Oh yeah, the what fucking uh, fireball, dude. That well, fucked me. I told everybody the, the following day, I, dude. dude that, I was the hangover was real, man. Oh yes, but I tell everybody the fucking fireball. That shit's fucking. It, it creeps up on you, fool. That shit fucking just creeps up on you. All of a sudden, you're like, boom. Like you're just. I couldn't even watch me. like the, the Cowboys and the Redskins game, dude. I was. I mean, I was like, I was kind of listening to it. Like, I was listening to the TV, but I wasn't really yeah, like paying yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but we won that game. But yeah, that was the following yeah. Sunday, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, good party, though. Yeah. Great yeah, party. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. And yeah. and before you know it, fucking was over. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I was going to tell you, we initially, we were, this episode initially started... Because we were going to talk about the Iron Maiden show. Oh, yeah, that's right. But we never got to that. Yeah, yeah. What well, was incredible. Now, I know, okay. And this you, was September 11th. Right. Dude. This was, was, it's been, <laughs> yeah. what, like a month? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. A little over a month. A little over a month. Uh, what's funny, because, like, we're talking about it. Yeah. You said you had your reasons why you're okay with that guy throwing a beer at Bruce. I didn't like that because I felt that was disrespectful. It sure was. And, and it was the first show of the of the tour right and, and, the, I was and like, the first song and i was like motherfucker it's been 20 years and you're gonna fucking do something like that however you have a very good point and you have you know your 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 thoughts on it so i mean the the concert was was great <clears throat> however Sick. dude like someone threw a beer specifically at bruce dickinson you know, while while the very first song was uh was being played, well, actually it was the second song because yeah. the first song was UFO Doctor Doctor. Yeah, that's what Doctor, the, that's Doctor. the song that they they opened yeah. with. Yeah. But when when the when Maiden started playing, like the very first Maiden song that wasn't a cover, which was their second song, someone threw a beer, dude. Why would you throw a uh, a ten dollar beer, David? A sixteen ounce. It's like beer, you yeah, know. It's expensive. It's ten bucks for for a beer in there. Yeah. For a pint, but I felt it like Iron Maiden abandoned us, I guess, for 19 years. And it was like, it was like one of those beers where, like, hey, because I, I felt it. I'm like, it wasn't like a dis, I don't know. I mean, it was disrespectful. That shouldn't have happened. And it was just like, hey, you guys didn't play El Paso for 19 20. years. This is for neglecting us for sure. For years. exactly. I mean, they've been to, I, I mean, dude, I don't want to complain, but it's always Monterrey, Ciudad de Mexico, yeah. Guadalajara, uh, LA, New York, Philly. And I get it. Those are like, that's where the money's at, you know, but like the beast cities like us, I, I mean, Albuquerque, they keep playing Albuquerque. And, but that was the only 
bad thing that went wrong mm-hmm. during the concert because it was yeah. great. I mean, he was he had a fucking flamethrower. Dude, he did have a flamethrower, right? What did you, on? David? What did you this think is... of the concert overall? Besides that hiccup, ah, that no, was amazing. I think it was one of the best uh, thought out. Um, he they they themed it out every song. Right. He would come out in costume or with something. Remember the backdrop, yeah. dude? It yeah. kept changing with the songs. Yeah, and then when the airplane came in, Samurai Eddie. Yeah, Samurai Eddie. That shit. He was fighting with Eddie. Uh, the the Trooper Eddie, Eddie yeah, came out the too. Trooper Eddie came out. I thought that was cool. Like, so like, he I don't know. He was like on stilts. I don't know how the fuck they yeah. made it happen because it was cool. But it was huge. It has to have been like eight, maybe nine feet tall, maybe ten easily. Um, and he was all running under his legs and shit. Like that was great. Oh yeah. Like I don't know. I, I thought it was for me. It was an experience, and it was just fun. Uh, I had a blast, dude. Apart from they're playing at such a high caliber. Yeah, and I think. I mean, they played fucking the flight of Icarus. To me, I was happy. Yeah, uh, I was. I mean, I wanted the loneliness of a long distance runner, right? Which I don't know if you saw on their next tour next year. Days of Future Past. Yes, they're gonna be fucking with uh, uh, somewhere. What is it? Um, that album. Somewhere in time. Somewhere in time. They're gonna be fucking with that album, and nice. I'm hoping that song might be in there, in their set list. Dude, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I hope they, I hope they don't take another nineteen years to no to shit. play here. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah that was kind of. I, I don't know. I saw I saw actually yesterday or today maybe that Bruce had to forcefully take off a a fan off the stage. Oh, I heard about that. I yeah. didn't see the video. I, I didn't click on the yet. link. No, allegedly oh. some some fan went into the well the stage. Why would you do that? I mean. He immediately, he, he, he immediately uh, got ejected, and I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they filed charges on him. I thought he. Was, I thought I was reading that he he out he was there for too long, and then they finally tried to get. And that Bruce was like, "All right, enough is enough. Get the fuck off." Oh, really? Something like that. Yeah. Um, thinking of uh, something else that's kind of uh, ridiculous, like that too, was. Ghost and being nominated for a uh, American Music Award. Okay. Now I go. I am gonna go as far as say that I, I did like their newest album, uh, because it reminded me of like old classic rock and the Night Flight Orchestra and just all this old stuff. Uh huh. But to me, they're still a gimmick band. Of course, to me. Sure. Uh. Hold on, real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing up an article. And who else was? Nominated, so favorite rock album nominees. Okay, Coldplay. <laughs> wow, really? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, they're in great company. Let me tell you, Imagine Dragons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The heaviest of the heaviest, Machine Gun Kelly. Wow. And let's not forget, because Dude, they're this... so relevant now. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I'll give it to them, I guess, because of the seniority, but... Okay. Best album? Now, best uh, favorite rock album, yes. What a bunch of fucking bullshit, dude. Yeah. What a bunch of fucking bullshit. All these awards... Now, I get it that there's this... An award show. I think Kerrang! has their award show for metal bands. 
But I don't feel like that's legitimate to me because that has to have been made by metalheads. For sure. What I want it to be legitimacy in the fucking all across the board where they recognize just like in Germany, just like in, the, in Scandinavian countries, yeah. they recognize metal as being a normal yeah. fucking genre. I hate that Kerrang or whoever has the the hammer metal. I think it was Metal Hammer. They have the the awards, and um, it's like it takes away give it takes credit away from the band. Yeah, the credibility. Or, you know what I mean? Sure. I just don't like that. So, Machine Gun Kelly, dude, really? Yeah. <laughs> Surprised they didn't list like Demi Lovato or some bullshit. Or <laughs> That's not even rock, is it? No, I, I, I mean it's whiny. I don't know. I heard it because I was like, you know, what's what the fuck is she doing? And I was like, absolutely fucking cookie cutter, fucking uh, hot topic, yeah, fucking kind of rock, right? You know? And if you even want to call it rock, that's kind of pushing it, bro. But David, you know what's a scary thing? There's an audience for that. There's a demographic for that. Yeah, little you know, teenage. Teeny boppers that they don't know any better. No, they don't know anything yet. You know. Wow. And I mean, it's whatever, I guess. You know. I mean, but then you have ghosts. So (laughs) I don't. Right. I don't know if that's that's any better. Right. But uh, go to the dark side. (laughs) I guess. But this is the way I was was telling you that I saw this whole fucking thing. We had just finished watching uh, the Adams Family. Oh yeah. Right. With uh, was it Raul Julia, yeah, uh, and uh, Angelica Hudson, and uh, oh yeah, Christina, Christina, um, whatever her Christina name, Christina Ritchie, she, Christina Ritchie, she plays uh, Wednesday. Yeah, what I what I thought was interesting was the I I, I summed it up in, in one scene from the Adams Family. Okay, how normies see metal. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you remember watching the movie. Yeah. But there was a play that they both had, of them they had to be the in, a, in a play, in a Thanksgiving play, right? Uh, what the first movie? They had to be in a play, and the first play, there's like all these flowers and everybody and everybody's like singing and whatever, yeah. and then the next one, um, Wednesday and Pugsley are playing, they're sword fighting on stage. Oh yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that too. And he. Well, everybody was cheering for the first one because it was all happy yeah. and sunflowers and right. cheery and colorful, you know. And then the next, the next play or the next one is Wednesday and and Pugsley sword fighting, and then she eventually and, stabs him right. Well, and then there's all this uh, blood. She, uh, I think he, uh, I think he hits her her arm. Busts like an artery. She busts like an artery. <laughs> and blood is fucking squirting, dude. squirting everywhere. Yes. She takes his arm and blood squirting all over the fucking people in the front. This is, like a, this is like a Gallagher show. Gallagher. They're all, they get or, all soaked. Or fucking gore. Whatever right. you want to look at it. They're getting soaked. And they're just in shock. And like, ah, oh, like what the fuck is happening? Right. At the very end. And then all of a sudden, Gomez, the whole family... They just get up <laughs> and they're just clapping like, bravo. Right. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, that perfectly sums up the metal scene and how normies see it. 
Right. Like, that's just absolutely... (laughs) (laughs) That's fun. Yeah, it's a great movie, dude. Um, But we're talking about... We're talking about some of the bands that we had seen live, and, well, we're talking about Maiden. Um, I don't know. I like... Trivium opened up. I don't like Trivium. I think Trivium is one of the shittiest... They're probably one of the crappiest bands out there. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I noticed with a lot of different bands that I've seen a lot this year especially is the sound for the openers seems to be turned down and i don't know if it's the venue if it's the promoter if it's the if it's sharon osborne it's sharon, sharon. <laughs> sharon. yeah because you know she would do some stuff actually yeah. she had she hired somebody to throw shit at bruce dickinson really yeah he said something to sharon some remark to them right um and she didn't like it because she thinks she can do whatever she wants uh i think it might have been um food or some sort yeah. of something to toss uh, on stage i've heard of that yeah and uh, but I, I i don't know i don't know what's the whole idea with lowering the sound for opener bands and i know my sister had a remark about to make the headliners look good and make the oh yeah, it makes sense. Sound good, right? Yeah, but I mean, even then, why? You would think <laughs> that like bands have their own audio engineers, right? They do. They all, most of them do. Yeah. Hmm. But I mean, that's not an excuse. It's not. You know what I mean? Like they should all be given fair. I mean, if you're paying money, you're you're paying money to see the bands. You know, like what the fuck? Right. I mean, that's the it. only people that are being affected, David, are like the fans, dude, at this point then. So look, cuz it's degrading the quality of the exactly. audio. Exactly. So look, let me tell you. If the the headliner traditionally picks the bands they're going to take. Sure. Why the fuck even do that then? That means you're fucking calling them bitches <laughs> right. to their faces by lowering their sound. I mean, you're just fucking being disrespectful to them. Dude, you don't think That's they're fucked f- up. you don't think they're fucking with them because they probably like partied like the, <laughs> the previous be. night and someone acted a fool and they're like, oh yeah, fucker. Uh, I'm sure there's some politics in there that or yeah. even like shenanigans and stuff. That's fucking funny though. If it's something like that, right? <laughs> That'd be messed that's, up though. Huh? I, I can I can deal with that. Right, but <laughs> yeah. You guys have to uh, settle your differences. Don't be acting a I fool. I know, right? But, yeah. Dude, I'd hate that if like there's like a band that I would like to that I that I haven't seen live, and then they start like the amp starts messing up. Or, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, yeah. I could see like a chord, you know, like like a guitar chord being like broken or snapped or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. messing with the audio, dude, I don't yeah. know. So, so my sister was saying that yeah. they actually uh, talked about this or mentioned this in the the movie, the Queen movie. Uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. That they actually, they talked about it in that. Or that it happened. Okay. Yeah. So see, it's been a thing. It's always been a thing, I guess. Right. Where they just lower it for the openers. I guess they were the openers. No, they did it to someone else. Oh, they turned it up for themselves. Oh, I do maybe, remember Maybe that. fucking Freddy started this whole shit. Man. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> he seems like he would be like a diva about it. Shit. Right. <laughs> That makes sense. But, but he, but he's got it. He's he, he's okay if he could do it. If he does sure. it, it's fine. It's fucking Freddie Mercury. Of course. <laughs> but let me ask you. We earlier we brought up. Uh, actually, no. Well, this is before we started recording. I was talking about Eddie Trunk, 
Eddie Trunk oh, was yeah. to me the enemy of heavy metal, and that's why I decided to do the podcast entirely from the beginning. He had that metal show on VH1. VH1 Classic, remember? VH1 Classic, and he had his two fucking hooligan idiot fucking the comedians. The comedians, yeah. I fucking hated both of them, fucking knuckleheads. I uh, mean, they're metalheads. Okay. They like more metal than Eddie Trunk. Maybe like a fucking cunt hair. Not that yeah. much. Yeah. They're just all about fucking 80s. Yeah, yeah, all over the 80s, man. Yeah. Like that other guy, Jameson, whatever. <laughs> right. I, and, and it's like Skid Row and Kiss. Right. And that's it. You know? Yeah. That was like the totality of their... It was just 80s rock. Anyways, that's not the point. We're not even talking about that. I'm just saying why I don't like him. Anyways, we've, I've talked, <laughs> I'm, I'm on another tangent. I've talked about this. I've talked about it many times why I don't like him. Right. Anyways, that's why I decided to be a mamon, an asshole, whatever, and make Have that a metal po- podcast. Right. That metal podcast as opposed to his. So, he was really upset at a band because they couldn't play their show because their computer went out and they couldn't do backing tracks. To their songs Okay And I get it Like he was just saying Oh man And And later that night We saw Aerosmith And that's good old fashioned Rock and roll And blah 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 And it's yeah. like Okay I get it You know They're using fucking Marshalls Or whatever the fuck Yeah wait And I get it But the thing is Is that A lot of bands Use backing tracks Sure For different things Yeah Not always gonna be Literally for vocals But for a lot of Different things Uh huh Good Bad, it's whatever. I think it sucks because it's like, I feel like if you're creating music to try to stick to what you could play live when you're going to create it. Yeah. But other bands kind of go for broke. They just keep going and they and they get kind of carried away and they have to find a way to be able to present those songs. Okay. Because those songs are still on. People still want to listen to those songs. Okay. So there are going to be backing tracks. There are going to be, you know, I mean, you're going to hear an orchestra or orchestral st- sort of sounds and you know there's not a fucking orchestra, orchestra. On, on on stage yeah come on man that's okay like you know that you know what i mean yeah he's i don't know if he's being um just anal about it or like do you th- i don't know i don't i don't think he has like a legitimate argument against it i i think i know he has that old school mentality yeah which i don't mind that old school mentality they were, they were getting on it, like, on Twitter. They were having, like, were a Twitter fighting, fight, bro. huh? They were fighting, dude. And then they brought yeah. in... Who the fuck did they bring in? Fucking Sebastian Bach? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they brought his ass How do you get in? He's a, he's buddies with uh with Eddie Trunk, isn't he? <sighs> yes, dude. Yeah. They're always... Uh, Just yeah, bro. They, they love each other. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that to me, it's it's... I could understand that if I'm paying money and they don't want to play, that sucks. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where backing tracks, I don't think it's a big deal. I don't either. Yeah. Some of the bands do it. Nimola. Yeah. Um, but I think that's another tool that bands have in their, in their bag to, yeah. to be able to play. To play those songs live, to play dude. those songs live, yeah. and especially when you when when you're talking about legendary bands like we said Iron Maiden, yeah, and that's why I was asking earlier what keeps them going, what makes them not retire, 
Like the what, money, what keeps bands going? money, honey. You think so? You For don't think sure. there's enough? Uh, uh, no, they're no, they're already like living a certain lifestyle that COVID hit them, dude. It hit their yeah. pockets and their savings, and they're like, "Oh, I guess we're gonna have to go on tour now." <laughs> For sure. And you know what? That's the only way I'm gonna pay money to see Maiden and buy uh, an expensive uh, tour shirt. So that's how they make their money. But I think that's what I mean. I don't know if that's what motivates them, but. People want to see them like your like your homie set, dude. They're in demand. Yeah. You know, like it's a band that's in demand. And so, Laura, my sister is saying yeah. that she thinks it's the passion for the music. And sure. Yeah. 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 That's definitely another avenue. Like that's definitely something else for bands that. Uh, um, that's how I get their not, validation, not, not David. Kind of, like. Not to age myself even more than I was saying earlier. <laughs> yeah. But an officer and a gentleman with Richard Gear, I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> I got, it's the same shit with these guys, right? <laughs> they don't have anything else they could do. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I, I mean, it's like they, the mobiles, they're going to have to keep going on the road, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they don't know anything else than like play, you know, and. Like the 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 sales, the tickets, the money's there, dude. Like people want to see certain bands like perform to this sure. day. Yeah, there's a demand for it. You know, because there are certain bands that may not be playing at the at the, at that level that it's just embarrassing at some point. Right. Like no, you know, at some point you do have to call it. You know, you do have to retire and. Yeah. But I hate bands that like get money out of like, oh, this is our final world like world tour. Like, no, dude, you've been, you know, kiss. you've been, yeah, we're looking at you, kiss, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne Ozzy. in ninety tour, no more tours instead of no more tears. Yeah. Come on, bro, right, don't so be playing with my emotions like that. If you're gonna retire, retire and call it. I don't know. That's what I think. He's looking uh, aged, you know. Yeah. No, but when 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 Black Sabbath called it the end. It was the end, dude. Yeah. You know, and that's a band that I would have wanted to see. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Iommi was like, he's done. And yeah. He, Geezer, Geezer's uh, interesting, uh, and so is, um, the drummer. Um, I forgot the drummer's name. God damn it, dude. Uh, Pinchi, brain fart right now. Yeah. They, it's Tony Iommi. Pinchy. Geezer Butler. Geezer Butler. I keep David. forgetting. What's yeah. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? I need to stop I mean, smoking. I've been drinking this Bohemia beers. I'm sorry, <laughs> It's guys. hitting, huh? Yeah. Um, God damn it. But the the right. idea is like, they're off exploring. They're all other, doing other uh, projects. And yeah. They're doing other things. So I think that's cool. Um, so at least they're not just retired, retired, and they're doing other things. Just sure. retired from that band, you know? Bill Ward. Bill Ward. Fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, forgot about dude. So, God damn it. So let's look. Okay, so we're talking about, and it's funny because we're talking about our favorite drummers. Way. Oh yeah. Huh. <laughs> we fucking forgot him. Forgot the. Sorry, goat. Bill. Yeah. So, Loudwire created a best drummers uh, article. They made 66 of the best drummers in metal and rock. There's some drummers that should not have been there. Okay. I'm going to call them out. Okay. But Tommy me, Lee. Yes. He's Why very is he there? Basic. He's very basic. Now, let's do the top 10. 
Okay. Top 10. They're kind of pushing it with this one. So we're going for number one, like the ten, best? 10 to 1. Okay. I'm talking about the their... their uh, from their, li- yeah, from their, their 67, right? Yeah, yeah. So number 10 is Dave Grohl. He's great. He's, a he's great, good. He's a good musician. He's good. He's not great. He's he good. Can, but he could sing. He could play guitar. He could play bass. He was friends with Lemmy. He's he, best friends with Lemmy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Laura says, fuck everyone. Phil Collins is number one. <laughs> he's great. I love him. All right. Genesis rules too. So, number nine, Bill Bruford. <laughs> uh, this dude. Oh, okay. We'll see number eight right now. That's why. Okay. So this guy was in King Crimson, and he was in uh, uh, Yes, and I think there was a like you know how like there's a Crosby, Stills, Nash, and yeah. Young. Like I think there's like a. Bruford, Bruford, Bruford. Really? And a, another name band like that was playing like 70s, 80s prog rock. Okay. Uh, so, all right. Yes, and King Crimson. I mean, they they have some really good fucking shit going on. Do you think it's well-deserved? I don't know yet. Let me see the rest. Okay. Uh, number eight, Bill Ward. <laughs> number eight? Number eight. Oh, that should have been top three for me. I don't... No, but he is the architect of metal. Uh, I like. I'm biased. I like Ian Pace more. I think from from. Uh, okay, at least he made the top four. ten. You right. Know? All right. Seven. Mike Portnoy. Oh no, he's good. Dream Theater. I mean, he's probably one of the best drummers in the world right now. I was gonna put him still, in my list. Yeah. Still, it is sure. This yeah, time. fuck yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know, listen to. Um, the name of this project that he had. Well, I mean, there's Dream Theater, of course. Uh, but can I, I get a beer? I forgot the name of this other band that he was in. Who's that six? Ginger Baker. Guinness is away. He was the drummer for Cream. Okay. Oh, dude, Cream rules. Yeah, it's good. Okay. It's good, good. Um, I feel like they're just kind of... It's because it's Tool, I guess. Uh, Danny Carey. From Tool? Yeah, he's the drummer for Tool. I think the only reason why he's actually pretty good, and he's the best thing about Tool, by the way. But <laughs> The drummer? Yeah. If there's anything with him, it's because he's like 6'5 or 6'8 or some shit. Like that. I weigh, really? He's fucking huge. So he's got like the tentacle arms and shit, you know? Damn. So I think that's why he's probably good. Uh, right? At drums. Uh, number four, I could see this. Dave Lombardo. Oh, fuck yeah. You guys may know him C-way. from a little known band Slayer. named Slayer. Slayer! <laughs> Fucking yeah. Slayer! Fuck yeah. <laughs> Guano. You hate that shit. I thought that was yeah. funny. Um, number three, Neil Peart. Oh, okay. Surprises well deserved. me. Well deserved. Surprises me. He's at three. Um, number two, Keith Moon from The Who, I guess. Okay. I don't know. If hey, Rolling Stones too. They have them. They have them like you know up yeah, there. Yeah. Now this, I'm gonna absolutely disagree with this one. Number one, they have John Bonham. I disagree with this. Led Zeppelin. Ooh. Okay. The number one okay, drummer okay, of not, all okay, time. Not, okay. Okay. Not for number one. 
Right. Not for number one, but... But who the fuck can be number one? That's a great question. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Is yeah. there? Is there? Because all mm. the old schoolers are going to say probably... If it's not Bill Ward, who is it? All the old schoolers are going to say it's it's Keith Moon or... They're going to say some some black dude oh, that plays jazz or something. I don't even know. That's you know? such a tough question jazz, to ask, Jazz dude. is pretty good, too. I don't I didn't see any jazz drummers there. No. I mean, those guys are fucking amazing, dude. Yeah, but again, it's Loudwire. They don't really have that much credibility, either. <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to say, it's like metal. It's it, it's all it's all within oh, okay. the... Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it's all within, like, metal or rock or hard rock. All right, all right, that's fair, I guess. I don't know, but I think our 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 conversation or our topic isn't so much the best, but more of our favorite, because I think the yeah. best part about that is that then you don't come at me and talk say, oh, what about this guy? How come you didn't talk about him? That's and why it was such whatever. a hard topic, dude. Yeah. I struggled with it again because I'm like, who do I like? Yeah. And I mean, okay, but so you were actually we were gonna start. You were gonna go with your first three. Okay, is that cool? Yeah, because we actually for the first time he has more. Than yeah, I for do. the first time, <laughs> for reals, dude. <laughs> no, since your birthday, I was all like, no, dude, we need to start doing this, and I'm all like, okay, who do I like? You, you went into it, dude. Yeah, I did, dude. I did. I had to, David. Go for it, man. You started off. All right, so I'm first gonna three. St- all right, so I'm gonna start with the with the first three. So the first one is, and I'm gonna fuck up his name, dude. Mikael Kriakos de Lauglu. Anyway. Yeah, also known as Mickey D. Oh, from King Swedish. Diamond, dude. Yeah, Motorhead and Scorpions. Right Scorpions, now. and the song is Overkill. Double you bass know. like a motherfucker, dude. Yeah, that's dude. What, that's what that's what got me sick. I yeah. was puked at, at 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 Motorhead. No way. Because I had chugged a beer. It was already warm and it was all hot mm-hmm. and and like foamy. And I went to the front, and uh, I, they, but what were you drinking? Mickey D. It was like a fucking Bud Light or some shit in a in a cup. You know, it was at the Coliseum. Okay. And fucking Mickey D. Starts doing a drum solo. Yeah. And then he 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 would go from that into Overkill. Yeah. Right. And I was up front next to the speaker and. Just hitting me and yeah. hitting me in the chest, dude. Then, oh, for real? And then I was like, I felt it, the... The it, base. Yeah, I felt... <laughs> but then I felt like the foam or felt something... I felt my chest cold. Yeah? Like it wanted to come up. And then I was like, I walked away. <laughs> Damn, dude. Really? I had to walk back. Yeah, dude, I had to walk. Um, Did you end up puking, David? Almost, no. Okay. Uh, I got a water and I was all right. Okay. But fuck. Dude, I could, his, I could, his I drumming is powerful, man. Fucking, Look at that. He's a hard-hitting motherfucker. But yes. I, I can tell you, is like, I almost puked at Motorhead for all the wrong reasons. Dude. And that's cool, though, you know? All right, Who all right. You can say that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's a story. All right. So, the second one, uh, the song that I, that I, that would, that would get me into, like, drumming or that I started, like... Uh, air drumming dude is a slave to the sword and i'm gonna say this was my homie because he is my homie on facebook and i met him when he was doing a a maiden trip he he was actually with a with this california band called made in usa and he was a drummer his name is uh 
Adrian Aguilar. This guy ended up uh, getting uh, picked up by Exmortis. And this fucker, pues como te digo, I, I, I had this fool like on Facebook. I'm like, oh shit. And then he ended up getting that job with Exmortis. Uh, this guy fucking is, is amazing, dude. When it comes to like drumming, he plays Maiden note by note, but Exmortis is, is more like... Uh, what would I classify it as? Like progressive. It's, it's heavy thrash, dude. It's thrash. thrash. Some there's some death metal elements yeah. to it. Yeah. He joined in death, 2018, dude. Thrash. Yeah, he joined back in 18. He, I mean, because he hadn't been there from the beginning. This guy joined in 18, and I don't know if his cre- uh, if he's credited with uh, the Sound of Steel mm. album, but a uh, great band, great drummer. We come through yeah. quite often. That's yeah. Good. So my third pick, dude. Is uh, Blood In, Blood Out by Mr. Tom Hunting. And you're probably like, how come this fool brought like a drumstick? <laughs> this is like a show and tell, I guess. I ended up, <laughs> I've never gotten a drumstick from any drummer, dude. And then I remember getting this Six? drumstick back in, when was it? Uh, July 19th, 2003. This is from Mr. Tom Damn. Hunting. Yeah, dude, that's when he played at the Coliseum. Yeah. Like at a tattoo convention thing. And that's like the only cool. drumstick I've ever uh, gone, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Este, he recently beat cancer. He did, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah he's, he's back. He's drumming. David, he's healthy, dude. He's been uh, este, touring. Yeah. They're still he's touring. Back. Yeah, he's back. Um, well, you're going to show everybody what song, right? What song? Blood In, Blood Out. What album is that off? Blood and Blood Out. Oh, and this album is, uh, I think it's from 2014. Yeah, dude. it's one of the newer albums. And it starts heavy from from the beginning. You know, this is before he ended up, uh, before he got a uh, cancer that he beat. Right. But oh, amazing drummer, dude. He, uh, he's he been cited to say that his, uh, his favorite bands are like CCR, Zeppelin, The Who, Rush, Heart, Maiden. And you know those are bands all that the, we all mentioned. The, all the, all all the, the good, good ones, ones, all the heavy hitters. CCR, dude, love them. Man. Yeah, dude. So those are my first three drummers, David. What about you? I think we're gonna treat everybody to a song first, called "Blood and Blood Out." Try to show everybody the, the Tom Hunting way. For sure, his fucking because he hits hard too, man. Yes, dude. I love his drumming style. I love yes. his he. His, uh, he's all over the place, but he's yeah. on point. He's very precise. Yeah. yeah. So this one's called Blood and Blood Up. All right. Check it out, guys. Yeah. 
Like, wait. Excuse me. Excuse me. All right, so we're back. So. Dude, badass song, way I told you, way it's fucking heavy, yeah. dude. You see? Well, see, I, I, I the thought, fucking drum intro way from the I beginning. I thought I was gonna puke, but it was just a burp. So it was <laughs> on this one, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you want me to go? Uh, so we're gonna take turns after this, right? Yeah. Do your first three then. Okay. Uh, you want me to go heavy or soft first? Dude, go from soft to heavy. Orale. So I love. Neil Peart. Don't we all, wave? Neil Peart, yeah. Neil Peart, in his strange way, you know, he was a very odd person, uh, has a very odd personality, a uh, very private person. Yeah. Uh, even to the end. Yeah, dude. Uh, but strikes me as being one of those strange but very fucking talented uh, type of people. You know what I mean? Um, everything that he had done... Uh, I mean, let me bring up, is it um, te- the Temple of Strinks or Finks or what is it called? Um, Skirinks? Yeah. I can't ever say the name way. I always fuck it up. Right. Um, it's on 2112. And let me see. It's the very first one. It's Overture. The Temple of Syrinx. Syrinx, yeah. The temples of slash discovery. Okay. Yeah, man. Just that the that alone is enough to that's show the, you. Yeah, dude. That's your yeah. Rush album. Yeah. When you have, you know, farewell to the kings. Fucking, um, what's the other one? The X Y Z. Oh, dude, that's a great instrumental. Yeah, dude. That's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. I mean, these guys like okay, so. Bands like um, old school bands like you know, there's Kansas, there's there's King Crimson, there's Yes, there's uh, Sticks, there's a bunch of old school the OGs, OGs that played a lot of prog rock. But the thing is, is that these guys made brought an edge to that prog heavy, like they made it heavy, dude. There was three well, of them. Yeah, it there was, was only it three was of them, David. And, getting, and it getting, sounded getting. so full, dude. Yeah, dude. You know, it was just interesting to me. That them three, that they could make so much noise. David, we should have some normies react to Rush, and they'll be like, yeah. hey, so like, how many members of a band do you think there are? Because it sounds yeah. very rich, dude, and full. We'll play that same song though, on 2112. Yeah. Slapping the bass. Slapping at the bass. So that's my that's my first... I'm going to go... like. And you went mission. from soft to hard. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. I so, okay, so who's your second drummer? So... Excuse me? Cozy Powell. Cozy Powell is one of the best to me. One of that, not one of the originals, but he played a lot of double bass. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people, he was in um, he was in Rainbow. Nice. He died in he died recent. Well, not recently. He died in 1998. Um. He's been in, uh, to me, primarily Rainbow. You hear some songs from Rainbow. You can hear double bass going on in there. I thought nice. that was great. That was 70s with, with Ronnie James Dio. Wow, dude. That um, early. Yeah, he was already playing double bass on there. I'll show, actually, I'll show you. Okay. I'll show you later. Uh, he was with Gary Moore. He played in the Michael Schechner group. He's played with White White Snake, uh, Emerson, Lake, and Powell. Wow. And okay. he's played in Black Sabbath. Uh, of course, he's he's he has at least... 
From my Dude, what a resume. Right? He has at least 66 albums that he's been on or participated in. It's so, impressive. So he's seasoned. He Well, I'm sorry. He was. You know, rest yeah. in peace, buddy. But I love the name Cozy Powell. Like, <laughs> right? I'm going to go hang out with my friend Cozy. You know? <laughs> it's cool, dude. It's cool. It's a right. cool name. <laughs> <For> cozy. <laughs> I just love that. Um, but yeah, that's my second pick. You want to bring... Give me a couple. Okay. What you got? So, dude, we have arrived. This is the next song from uh, Mr. Gene Hoagland. You know, and this guy's from Dark Angel. One of the one of the badass albums that I love, dude, is from their 1985 album. We have arrived. Este pinche from Darkness. He was also, dude. He was also a part of Death Clock, Testament, Death. Devin Townsend, Fear Factory, mm-hmm. and Binchy Forbidden. So let's talk about let's talk about Gene, Mean Gene, the Atomic mm-hmm. Clock. Yeah, because he is my number one. Okay. So let's Dude, talk about him. Let's man do say David. So to me, my my introduction was through death. All right. Uh, and I was just like, you're blown away, way yeah. just like I was with Binchy, yeah. uh with Dark Angel. It's because what's amazing about him is that he doesn't even look like he's moving. Oh, and he's moving. Dude, he's such a he's beast of a drummer. fast, dude. Uh, I remember seeing him when uh, Strappy Young Lad played. They opened up for Dark Tranquility. Yeah. Um, no, no. I think Dark Tranquility opened up for Strappy Young Lad. And that was in, woo, 2003, 2004. Damn. That was a while ago. It was a while ago. And it was funny because I just see this fucking mountain. Yeah. Just walking, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I, I, I didn't realize that that was him. Really? You know, he was kind of chunkers at that time because yeah. he lost a lot of weight. He yeah. looks good now. Um, but fucking Gene, dude, yeah, and because he's so precise, yeah. And what dude, he, no wonder he's yeah. been with so many bands. Yeah. You know, great bands too. And what he does is on his legs, on his feet, he puts uh, weights. Okay. So he would he would put like five pounds. Or like three pounds on yeah. weight on his feet. Oh, I was an athlete. So then, whenever he's when and then that's when he he rehearsed or he practiced with it. Okay. And then when he was gonna play live, he let that shit go. So his double bass, he was fucking flying. Yeah. Dude, no, this guy's a because beast. Of that. Yeah. This guy is a. He has so much yeah. stamina. Yeah, dude. Dude, I didn't think oh, we're we're gonna end up like picking the yeah. same drummer. But well, what's funny is great minds I, think I alike. I wasn't sure. I was like, okay, so. Uh, Oddly enough, you picked my number one. Okay. <laughs> Dude, no, this guy had to be there. You know, I'm surprised yeah. he's not a part of Earth, Wind, and Fire. I know, right? He could do everything. Everything. Yeah. He's so versatile, yeah. dude. And he's the nicest motherfucker ever, dude. Yeah. Yeah. David, go ahead with your next one, brother. All right. So my next one is this, I guess this Ginger Dude, man. From He came out on Howard Stern. Really? He was, he was one of the... Uh, was he a producer? Was he, he was he was on the show, man. He was on the show. Richard Christie. He, he sounds very familiar. He's David. been in Iced Earth. He's been in Death. I know uh, he's been in uh, a bunch of other bands, but I know him from Iced Earth, and I know him from. Wait, so he was a, he was a part of the Howard Stern show, or yeah. like working for him? Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But what I love about him, he played on the Sound of Perseverance. That's the one that really made a. Uh, uh, Impact on me. Yeah. He Dude, that, that's, that, that one, that's the album, David. That, that one, to me, has such a very jazzy, 
feel to it. Yeah. Because it because if you listen to it with, uh, let's say, for example, individual thought patterns, or if you listen to symbolic well, with uh, with Gene, uh-huh. uh, he he is so precise. Yeah. It's like if you didn't know any better, you would think, oh, it's a fucking uh, a drum machine, right? But when you hear Richard Christie, it's like so open. And he lets it go. He's yeah. just like just playing. He's just jamming, you know. And it just, it's not a, it's not serious, you know. I'm like he's it's airy. It's not as uh, compact and tight, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he has that way about him, and I just love it, dude. His 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 drumming on uh, the sign of perseverance to me is is outstanding, dude. Okay? Cool. I love that album. That was your first pick. Yeah, Richard Christie. Okay. You want to do another one? You want me to go? Go for it. All right, so my fifth pick is uh, Chuck Biscuits from uh, from Danzig. He was also a member of uh, DOA, Black Flag, and and mm. uh, Circle Jerk. So he's been he's been actually in yeah. a bunch of different things. Yeah, punk, punk, rock, metal. The the song Godless Dude it starts off great. Like he really showcases his uh, his ability. Um, other notable songs are Am I Demon, The Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, her black wings, bodies, and until you call on the dark, I'm a, I'm a huge Danzig fan, dude. And this guy what did it. Mean? He was only a part for, he only did four albums with Danzig, and then, uh, and then he called it. But oh, there was like some rumors saying that he had like passed away and like, what? yeah, like not too long ago. I mean, I know he wasn't doing very. Uh, very good on health, yeah. like lately. Mm-hmm. But oh, someone started a rumor that he had passed, and somehow yeah. his sister got a hold of it, and they confirmed that he's still he's still with us. I'm mm-hmm. not sure he's doing very well, like health wise. Yeah. But oh, great drummer, dude! I again, like she <coughs> Chuck Biscuits from from Danzig is is my fifth pick. I had a question. Yeah. From time to time, for Danzig, is Tommy Victor his guitarist? He's actually his current guitarist, yeah. He's been there for a while, no? I mean, yeah. From uh, Prong. from Prong, dude. Yeah. It's another great band. It's a great band, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. And I think a lot of that had to do with Prong was Terry Terry Date when he he was the producer for them. Which also at that time when they did, um, I forgot the name of the album, but the one with the eye, the the with the fork, right. Um, Snap your finger, snap your neck. Right? Oh, that's a great song, dude. Uh, I feel like uh, Terry Date had experience with Pantera. With, yeah. I don't know if it was probably uh, uh, Vulgar Display or Covers from Hell, uh-huh. but I think he, he was with them. And I feel like that's a lot of the reason. Maybe vice versa. I don't know why the album sounds so good. But Terry Date, I think, uh, did a good job on those. They're doing a tour in South yeah. America, David. I hope yeah. they end up doing a like a proper North American tour because yeah. I'd like to see Prong someday. That'd be cool. I've yeah. never, never seen them, so that's cool. And they have other really cool albums, too, besides that. They do. So, uh, before I go into my heavier shit, uh, or let's, let's, let's roll back a little bit. Before I go into my cool drummers and stuff like that that I yeah. like, I want to go with one that, to me... That I'm not going to mention, uh, I guess, because I only like him on this album. And that's why I don't want him to be like, one of my favorite drummers of all time. Okay. But I feel like it's exemplary. His extreme metal drumming is 
amazing and other people should take notice, I think, in terms of the way he plays. Because you heard it. He mixes it up. He plays all different styles. I'm talking about the drummer, and I'm not sure if he's still with him, but from Melichish. This mm-hmm. is was a uh, Jeru- band from Jerusalem who moved to France, who moved to Germany. The name of the album is called Emissaries. The drummer in uh, in question here, let me find let me find his name. Yeah. Is it's X U L so Zul, I'm guessing Zool. it's Zul. Uh, but that's not his real name. Okay. His real name is Yuri Wrinkle. <laughs> or Wrinkel. Right. He's been in Funeral Funeral Winds. He's been in Inferi. He's been in Liar of Golgotha. He's been in Thanantos. Uh Actually, he's only done two albums with Melachish, Melachish, mm-hmm. Emissaries, and the Epigenesis, and then the Mystics of the Pillar EP. Um, but the song that I want you guys to hear is called Rebirth of the Nemesis. If you love extreme drumming, if you love having this different drum styles, by the way, Lemmy is here. He is in the studio. Yeah. If you hear little things rustling and stuff, it's Lemmy, it's Lemmy. being a chingon like always, right? Yeah. Excuse me, but when again, uh, again, Rebirth of the Nemesis by Melichish, Melichish. I don't know how to say it. M e l e c h e s h. So Rebirth of the Nemesis again off off emissaries. Check it out and tell me what you think about this fucking drummer.
actually I showed you earlier, right? Dude, that's heavy. Fuck and the, yeah. you were talking about the riffs, so you're like you were all about the riffs, no, but the I, drummer's fucking great. Yeah, man. no, the drummer's fucking great, dude. Yeah. Like he's fucking heavy and fast. And that's then a lot like of the blasting. yeah, no, the tempos changed, dude. Yeah, and I told you a lot. Yeah, yeah, it almost seems like he changed genres within the <laughs> song. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because of all the because like, in the beginning it's just fucking blasting, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like no, this guy's like super weird. talented. Yeah. You could hear it. Yeah, you can actually hear it. There's a lot of shit going on in that, and that's why I like that song and specifically that album because it, it's all over the fucking place. Um, but that that was my. I wanted to show what I love in extreme metal drummers. Yeah. My pick, my next pick officially would be Raymond Herrera. He's been in Brujeria and most people know him from Fear Factory. Um, And he is precise. He sounds like a machine. Yeah. He sounds like it's like when you're listening to him, you're like, that's no way a fucking human being is playing that shit. Yeah, because it sounds that too has calculated. to be like a drumming machine. Yeah, it sounds too calculated. No, but it's just him. He's that fucking good, dude. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, for me, my my actual introduction was funny because with Fear Factory, I heard them from the very big, very 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 beginning. Really, with the uh, solo of a new machine. Yeah, and then I just but it was weird because I got into that, and then I got into this album called Obsolete. Yeah. And they actually had. Well, I didn't even know it was them. They were on the soundtrack to Mortal Kombat, the movie. Oh, is that so? So that I had I had the soundtrack too growing up. Nice because of the song Mortal back, Kombat back in the nineties. <laughs> yep, yeah. and I was like, Test I was like, your yeah. might. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the whole time. Fucking Fear Factory's on there and shit. Nice. I'm not listening to that. I'm listening to that. Song, yeah, fuck you. The Immortals <laughs> or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> It's so stupid, but yeah, that's what was going on. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, Raymond Herrera, I think, great dude. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. I don't know if he's still playing or not, but go for it. So the next song, dude, is uh, Where Eagles Dare. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I could easily uh, mention Nickel McBrain, but I'm going to mention the, the other drummer from the other Maiden, from the Maidens, uh, Linda McDonald. Because she sounds, I'm pretty sure she's going to be like the only female drummer we have on that list, yeah. I think. Yeah. And, dude, she plays exactly like Nico. That's she sounds cool. exactly like Maiden, Yeah. note by note. If you guys haven't haven't seen the Maidens, the, the maidens, Iron maidens. Yeah. yeah, you have to go and, and see them at some point. They, they celebrated the 21 years of, of, of playing I not would. too long ago. Which is a long time, dude. It there's band, there's bands that don't even last no. five years. Yeah, you know. So to be doing it at uh, uh for 21 years is is impressive. They just, and covers too. Yes, dude. They're gonna be opening up for Accept uh next year in Europe, 2023. Great band, dude. And Mark Tornillo, man. His yeah, no, he still got the vocals, dude. It was a good turnout. His pipes are awesome. Man. Yeah. Uh. I stayed for like a good hour and a half. I think they played the two hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh the 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 what is she my the sixth drummer dude that I wanted to uh, mention. And again, where Eagles Dare is just a great drumming intro from the get go. Um, yeah. You want me to do the seventh one, David? Yeah, or? go for it. Because I have two more. All right. So we mentioned this cat. 
earlier. Uh, Let me. No, I'm just <laughs> no, no, no. The song starts off great, dude. It's yeah. the song's called "Rock and Roll" from John Bonham uh, from Led right, Zeppelin. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, he accomplished a lot in the 32 years that he was here with us. You know, That's he, right. he he passed, he passed away in uh, September yeah. of 1980. He was 32 years old, David. If you Google pictures of this guy, he looked way older than 32, dude. But he he lived it. Um, he lived fast, died young. Yeah. I believe he he passed away in his sleep. Uh, was it alcohol poisoning? I, no, no, no. I think he he like, threw up, up, dude. Oh, I think he threw up while he no. was asleep. And he choked on I his... I hate I, that, yeah. dude. Yeah. And then I, I always think about what... What could have been, dude. You know? What could yeah. have been? Do you think Zeppelin would have gone into, like, the 80s, the 90s, maybe? Because when you, they called it, David, that's what's something that I admire about Zeppelin. Yeah. When they called it, that's it. They did a reunion with uh, Bonham's son, but it wasn't the same. It's not the same. What what would have happened is it would have happened the same thing as any other band. They would have gone all electronic and shit like that during the eighties. And yeah, it probably, wouldn't have been. They, they would have been a shell of their they, old selves. Yeah, they probably would have fucked themselves over like that. Yeah, but think about that in terms of what I what I see Led Zeppelin. When I hear Led Zeppelin, compared to everything else that came out from the eighties, from the seventies, do oh, oh no, right, no, right, right, but from the eighties, okay, I feel like they were. Legitimate Satanists, they did all that shit. They practiced all that shit. Yeah. And then you have bands like, uh, bands in the 80s, let's say, for example, Venom. Who, <laughs> right. Who, who were all talk about Satanism. Yeah. And they just went back and had their fucking hey, tea hey, Slayer and crackers, to, you know? Slayer to a certain extent, too, even though I love Slayer. Right. Like, it's, I mean, once They're Slayer. They're Catholic boys, you know what I mean? Yeah, for yeah, sure. You know. I, I know they're not. But Jimmy Page ended up buying Aleister Crowley's house, living Correct. in it. Correct. That guy was a Satanist. Mm-hmm. And they had seances. They had they had all kinds of shit going on there yeah. at his house. So that's why I feel like... I think he was a Freemason, too. Oh, I would... He, he was in some sort of secret society, for sure. Uh, but f- f- one of the things is, like, I feel like those times were fucking crazy. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. They, anything goes, you know? For sure, so, dude. So, like, uh, who's... Who's Satanist? Yeah, right. Right. You don't know. Right? No, but this guy, John Bonham, was just, I really thought about it. And Zeppelin, something else, David. It's yeah. not, they never wanted to be, there's there's interviews where they ask uh, Robert Plant or. Um, Page. Or, yeah, or Jimmy Page, if they're considered the architects of metal. And they're like, they never say that they are, but we that are metalheads know that. All the elements were there, dude. It's early metal. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know if like uh, Loudwire used Loudwire called him uh, number one. He's on my number seven, but worth mentioning because I mean, great drummer, great, amazing drummer. I think dude. A, a perfect example is that uh, the immigrant song. Moby Dick, wait. Oh, okay. No, Immigrant Song también, but Moby Dick in a solo. But the, I mean, not to take away from the Immigrant Song, it's a great track. Yeah. Great track. So that was my seventh pick, David. Do you have any more in your, you probably I have, have like one have, or two more. I have two more. Give me one and then I'll, I'll do, I'll do two more. All right. Next one. 
might be familiar to most of you all from Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth. Them good old boys love the Cowboys. Nice. He and his brother have passed away now, but Vinny fucking Paul. Oh, dude. Pantera. Oh, man. Yes. I'm glad you mentioned him, dude. Yes. Um, his drumming. It's now, second to none. I mean, his it's it's groovy. It's heavy. The double bass. Yep. Everything. The patterns. Just the way he plays. The tempo. Everything that he does is incredible. Yep. Uh, in Pantera. Right? I'm not going to say anything about Damage Plan or anything like that. Not familiar enough with them to, to, to say but in Pantera, I think my favorite part about Pantera and Vinnie Paul and his drumming is if you listen to, uh, we're, and we're talking uh, 1990 and beyond. We're not talking 80s. We're not talking Glamtera. No, we're not. Cl- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Glamtera. Uh, <laughs> if you look at Cowboys, how, how different it is from um, Vulgar. Yeah. But then they kind of stripped it down. They're like, we're going to strip this bitch down. We're going to get heavy. We're going to go for the riffage. They got heavier uh, as they yeah. as they progressed on, on, in uh, it. Uh, what was fucking the third album? Fuck, what's it called? Uh, it's not Grace Album. Uh, Train Kill, is it? No, that's the... Fourth one? Yeah. God damn it. Um, Far Beyond Driven. Far Beyond Driven was just fucking chunky. In your face, heavy. heavy. You know, I still... One of my least favorites because I started with Cowboys. So yeah. I my, I'm biased with that, I okay. know, and I, and I recognize it. Dude, it's because how do you move yeah. on from like Cowboys from yeah. hell? Like, well, the thing is, how can you make something even? Yeah, how, how can you? How can you make something good, great, David? Yeah, and then they went. Yeah, and then and then from, they stripped it down. I think on Far Beyond Driven, yeah. they just said let's just go chunky, let's be heavy. And then they got some speed. That's when they got their groove when they did Far Beyond Driven. I mean, I mean, they got a whole different kind. Of, it was like very aggressive. It was probably their heaviest uh, album that they've ever done, even vocally and guitar-wise. The guitar tone that the Dimebag was using was fucking gritty, dude. Like it was fucking yes. gritty, dude. Um, but I hope Sap wilds up to par, dude. Yeah, he has some I shoes think, to fill. I think right. he's. I think he's gonna do justice. Yeah, I think they're gonna fucking do it right. I think so. I hope um, so. But Vinnie Paul, man. That's a, that's a great pick, Chicken. dude. All right. All right, David. So I'm going to go with my eighth pick, dude. The song is called The Moth, and it's from Will Carroll. Binchy Death Angel, dude. Oh, really? That's That's a drummer's drummer way. Very, I don't know if, like, I don't, I don't know if he's given the credit that he's deserved, or he should be giving the credit that he deserves, dude. He's fast. Uh, the the tempos change a lot. He has a lot of stamina, dude, and it's just not on one song, David. It's it's song after song, dude. Yeah. Uh, he became a member in in '09, you know. So he has he 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 wasn't there from from the beginning, but I remember when this guy when the whole COVID shit happening, dude. He was pretty sick. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh man, is this guy even gonna make it? Cause right. I remember them going on a like a tour in Europe. And that's when he got sick and he got uh, hospitalized and he almost didn't make it. But luckily, he's still he's still with us. Uh, They're still doing the tour with Exodus. Other notable albums from him are uh, 
este, The Evil Divine, Humanicide, which they won a, a Grammy Award for Best Metal Performance, dude. Who wins that in the metal community? Yeah. I'm so glad they, they won, you know, Bay Area Thrash, like, finally we're giving the recognition because the Grammys... Was yeah, it like, it's not for metal, dude? No, no, no. no. That's like, well, a that, Grammy's that, pretty up there. Yeah. That, that's why, if if I can kind of go off a tangent again. Yeah. Um, I don't know, if Laura, my sister, I don't know if you heard that I was talking about um, how norm, normies see metal. And in, 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 I was talking about the Laura, Adams can family. Can I have a, a Bohemia, please? I was talking about the Adams family. And I was saying about that that scene. Thank you, young lady. In uh, the first Adams family, where they're having a play, and Wednesday and Pugsley are sword fighting yeah. at the play, and they cut each other, and they're like just bleeding, they're fucking spewing blood all over the people everywhere, <laughs> right? And how everybody's like, like shocked and just like, what the fuck's happening? What and then the at, fuck happened? And then at the very end. Gomez, you know, and and, 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 the, and the family, yeah, yeah. everybody's like, "Yay, bravo!" And 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 I was like, "That's like, that's like metal." Yeah, you know what I mean? That's how it is. It freaks out a lot of fucking people, but it's like you're gonna get claps from, from some. Yeah. But going for what he was saying in terms of that angel, receiving a Grammy. Yeah, dude, that's interesting. You know, that's great. So, <laughs> David, do you have one or do you want me to go? I have one more. How many do you have? I have two more. Go for it. One more. Go for okay. It. So, the ninth pick is Frank Beard from oh. uh, ZZ Top. Yeah. And I, oh. Dude, yeah. yeah. And ironically, he doesn't even have a beard. No. <laughs> you know? Not the song either. is uh, Got Me Under Pressure. Mm. Good drummer. Yeah. I'm not going to say he's the best. Three guys, you know, yeah. they've been together for uh, exactly. They've been they were together for a little year, over no. fifty years before. Year, year, I think it was last year when Dusty away. Rhodes passed away. Yeah. But they had a long career, dude. Yeah. Oddly enough, my song, my favorite song is "I Heard on the X." I heard it. I oh heard yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, dude, the drums the no, like it's fucking great, dude. I mean, I think it's under... I don't know if he's underrated, dude, but yeah. he had to be on my list. Come on, yeah. we have to have a Texas... Another Texas another band. Another Texas band. We had to have another one. Yeah, no, that fucking... That, dude, uh, I don't think... What's funny with ZZ Top is that I always find more songs and that yeah. I never heard before. I was like, maybe I didn't do a deep dive enough in the album or whatever, but there are always some great... Great, great yes, songs. Dude. And then, oddly enough, I feel like I really love like their '80s shit too. Yeah, but their old, fucking, almost like gritty Texas Southern rock shit that they were doing in the '70s is awesome too. Dude, man. Uh, Pinchy Billy Gibbons is—he yeah. uh, was extremely influenced by Jimmy Hendrix. It's gotta be blues too, man. Yeah, it's for gotta sure. Be the blues. And his voice too, and though he brings yeah. it up. Man. At first, what I heard, what is it that song? Um, Cheap sunglasses. Oh, Lagrange. Lagrange. When I heard Lagrange, I thought it was a black dude singing. Man, <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It okay. sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, and this is badass. Towel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, this guy's badass, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, All right, dude. Who's your, who's your last pick? All right, I got one more. My last, uh, my last pick. It's this. Uh, you know, I guess in honor of Hispanic Heritage Month. Yes. 
I'm not too sure. I think he might be from Paraguay. But I think he's South American. Pero raza. Sure. Martin Lopez. He's been in Amon Marth. He played in Opeth. And currently he's in Soen. And I think he's one of the best drummers in metal. Bar none. All you got to hear is Blackwater Park. And all you got to hear is Still Life. Those are some great from, bands that he's been from, a part of. Yep. From... Uh, from Opeth. When he first started, he first started in Opeth. Um, not Opeth. It's the Amon Marth. That was like 96, 97. Uh, what album was that? One Cent from the Golden Hall. Okay. Uh, that was my first introduction to him. And he he left after that. And then it was funny because he ended up joining Opeth after that, shortly after that. I think his first album with Opeth was My Arms Your Hearse. But... It was great in terms of the way he fucking played because it's technicality and and finesse and it, just everything that you could imagine in a drummer yeah. wanting to do, he could do it. You know what I mean? And then Soen are lucky that Ben Soen, they're just so lucky that they have him, I think. Fuck yeah. Um, but he's probably my favorite out there right now. Besides Mean Gene, the Atomic Clock, he's definitely Yes, dude. He's definitely my favorite. Cool. Who's your last one? So, there's not a lot of information from this guy. This band's only been around for 18 years. since I don't know if it's a long time. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't been a part of the band for a long time either. Uh, Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm knew, kidding. No, I knew no, we were going to bring it in there. No, 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 no. No, fuck this. <laughs> no, it's, uh, his name's actually uh, Brian Westbrook from... Uh, oh, from the Eagles? No, dude. No, no. <laughs> Combat Mosh is a song. Right. And his name's Brian Westbrook from uh, the, no 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 dude he's from oh Lich King Lich King yeah right. American thrash band dude <laughs> from Ashurst from Amherst Massachusetts come on David you know me better than that you actually thought I was gonna say okay, Lars Lars <laughs> I know right yeah <laughs> uh, I remember I was thinking too make Lars Ulrich joke <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I fucking put. <laughs> Peachy yes. Lars, no way, no, it'd be a uh, good one, dude. Fuck yeah, no, dude. <laughs> People uh, wouldn't take us serious, no. David. No way. No, there was strippers of all credibility, man. <laughs> this motherfucker, get him out of here. Peachy Lars. Then fucking. Wait, he made it. Feather me, dude, man. He, he, he made it into the 67 best drummers of Lotware Tomien. Yeah. He was, he, he was in there. He had to be in there. I think he is. Why is it that we always fuck around with Lars way? Like, I feel do like we not, do we not give him the the, the credit? It's because what ended up happening for me, I felt like this, Napster. He got he. I feel like his hands were dirty. You know, he was in the he was gritty. You know, he was the niambre way. He was hungry. And before then, before kill him all before yeah, and even shit up until. They were still trying to find themselves, right? And uh, even during and Justice for All, they were still trying to figure out who the fuck they were. Yeah. And then they were like, "This is dude." Like but who talking we are. about fucking with like other bands, he yeah. fucked with the baseline. Nah. You know we were he's talking a son about of a bitch. Dude. He's a fucking son of a bitch. Dude. <laughs> I mean, is that why we don't he, like? He's him? like yoinks. Yeah. No bass for you. Why you got to soup Nazi? Dude, you're no, sabotaging your own band, your own yeah. fucking album, bro. Fucking bass Nazi way. God damn. <laughs> no bass for you. The bass oh. Nazi, and then, now nah, yeah, he he's 
He might have self-sabotaged Metallica on their own too. Right? Yeah, dude. There was a there was a Howard Stern episode where they played a couple of songs and he Howard Stern called him out on that. He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, you fuck with uh, Jason, right?" <laughs> and he just kind of laughed it off. He didn't agree, yeah. but he didn't disagree. You heard of that story, Love I know that we're talking about. Um, Lars Ulrich fucking up uh, and Justice for All album because. I guess I don't know. They're hazing the uh, the Houston. new yeah the new bassist. He told the producer at that time the this one of the well one of the engineers I'm sorry not producer but one of the sound engineers whoever was doing it it could have been it could have been the producer too. He's like, hey, are those? He was basically this is this is what happened. He's like, are those Jason's bass lines? And he's like, yeah. He's like, cool. Turn them off. <laughs> Turn them down to nothing. They're fucking with Just us. Just lower it. And there had been a number of, of uh, what would you want to call it? Like Incidents uh, or? I mean, because uh, Cliff Burton passed away a couple years before. Maybe a year before. Yeah, because he had died from a bus accident. They were touring in Sweden. Black Ice. Yeah. And then he passed away. He didn't make it. He died. The, the bus fell on him. So what was crazy is like they were, I guess they were still maybe in mourning or they were just like, you know what? Fuck this guy. We're not gonna give him the fucking David. Credit that's exactly what happened. To, they, right? they, they, that that that's the way they were coping with it. Yeah, we're like messing and then, with And them. then they wrote "To Live Is to Die," or whatever, in tribute to him. You know, towards the end. And that's a good song. It's a great song. It's an instrumental. It's great. What's fucking odd to me is that they didn't include the bass. I mean, the album sounds pretty fucking good to me. It sounds fucking heavy. It's it's a it's really good album. It's one of the heaviest, David. Yeah, it's one of the heaviest that they've ever done. But what I find interesting is that Lars. The, the, they actually finally talked about it a few years ago. The guy who did it was like, he wanted no part in it. And the first guy he left. And then some other guy, he, Lars was like, come on, man, just fucking turn that shit down. Turn it on to nothing. And so no one knows what the bass sounds sound like yeah. or what it was supposed to sound like. There's some YouTube uh, videos where they included, they mixed it with the bass line, but it has never gone like reissued or remastered. No one, yeah. And at this point, I doubt we'll ever hear no. the way and Justice for All I was intended to be heard. I don't think that they Lars has enough integrity David, to but, do that. David, but why do you think we always say it's Lars? We never say, like, it was Kirk. I know. Why, why is it, it that way? It should have been Lars. Uh, right. <laughs> Lars. We never say no, dude. It Fuck was it. James. Like, why do Lars why do we is, say it was because Lars? Because Lars is like fucking Tom Brady way. Everybody hates his ass. Everybody wants to hate his ass. Yeah, and it's okay to hate his ass. You know what I mean? You know, it's okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's okay to hate. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, for sure, there's someone out there that Lars is gonna be on their top seven, top ten best drummers, but it's not gonna be. Me. And it's not going to be you, David. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's yeah, you know? not a... I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad drummer. Don't get it twisted. No, no, no. Yeah, I get you. He's not a bad drummer, but he's just he just didn't make, I don't know, my top 10. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I mean, like I tell you, it's, it's like, he's a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call him that. <laughs> he's a drummer. That's what he does. <laughs> but he's not a top drummer. Yeah. I, I think, if anything, he might be in like the... Top one thousand, I think maybe. If there's a, <laughs> maybe. No, maybe top one hundred. No, top one hundred for sure. He has to be there. 
Metal. If we go all the way to metal. Justice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Because Black Album was very stripped down. That was. But, well, I mean, this is our, this is our, this is our list. Yeah. Both of them. I'm uh, sure there's going to be people out there disagreeing with us. Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, we want to hear you guys. We want to hear what you guys have, like, your thoughts. We want to hear your drummers. Yeah. You guys don't fucking email me. Email me. I'm telling you now. Right. At thatmetalpodcast1 at gmail.com. What am I missing? Who am I missing? You know? Uh, of course, it's not so much that we're missing somebody because this is our favorite list, but who right. would you... Who would you include in the list? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's going to be several episodes coming soon. I'm going to do a horror movie one. Uh, nice. I, I, now with you, Laura, there's another one that I'm going to do. It's a horror movie one. But my my sister, we love horror movies. Cool. Uh, she showed me Faces of Death when I was a kid. Is that so? So. <laughs> no wonder so, you're traumatized. I no, I love all that shit. Now, <laughs> so when... Um, we're gonna do one, but we're gonna do something different. So we'll see. What, All right, we'll see how ours goes. Cool. So yeah, man, that's it, guys. Yeah, enjoy. Buy the ticket. Take the ride. <laughs>